Hello and welcome to the Swift Coders Podcast, where each week we interview an amazing Swift developer about their experience with Apple's new open source programming language. We hear their stories, learn their tips and tricks, and try to leave you feeling inspired and empowered on your Swift Coder journey. I'm your host, Garrick, and today's guest is Raghav Monkrola. Raghav is a mobile engineer at Event Farm, where he currently focuses on iOS, and he's also a core team member at SwiftCoders.org as well as a Learn Swift LA session leader. Welcome to the show, Raghav. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going great. I'm so happy today. Yeah, how come? Uh, we finished a feature we were working on for like a month. Well, I did, you know, on our iOS app. And we sent it out yesterday and it works great. I'm kind of happy to be like over with that project. Awesome. What was the project? Are you able to tell us? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I had to like implement a left swipe for our check-in app, but um, we had like some other issues where like we had to deal with the framework we had for our right swipe, um, and then I had some core data issues, like multi-threading issues, and then I had to kind of like rewrite some core parts of that, and now it works. It works great, and it's been shipped, and I'm very happy about it. All right. Yeah. And you told me you guys uh, went out celebrating last night. Yeah, we did go. It was really fun. We had some like shots of tequila and <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you are a mobile engineer at Event Farm. You focus on iOS. So that's what you're talking about right now. You were, you finished up a project at Event Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And for those that might not uh, remember, you know, we had Stephen Brard on uh, before he, uh, also works at Event Farm, um, and so Raghav works with Steven, but for those that might not remember or haven't heard, uh, you know, didn't hear Steven's episode, just can uh, you explain a little bit about what Event Farm is and uh, what your role is there? Raghav? Hey, I totally lost connection right there. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, like you couldn't hear me? Yeah, I couldn't hear you. It cut you off. Oh, weird. Yeah. One second. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, for those that might not remember, uh, we uh, I interviewed Stephen Berard. He works at Event Farm as well, just like Raghav. And uh, they work together. Um, so you guys might remember like what Event Farm is. But for those that might not have heard the podcast, uh, you know, that episode or uh, you know, might not remember, can you explain what Event Farm is and then also what your role is there? Okay, well, Event Farm is sort of like an event marketing platform. Um, a company's marketing department, uh, if they want to throw a live event and they want to kind of collect like information about how well their event went, we have the solution for them. Uh, so the product I work on and Stephen works on are, are the mobile apps. Um, it's basically a check-in app. Someone comes up to like the, the check-in area. Um, you know, I'll type your name in and check you in. And that's basically our app. All right, cool. And how long have you been working there? Uh, I'll almost have been there for like four months now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. super cool. Yeah, it's, it's And you, you, uh, you guys are in where, Santa Monica? Yeah, we're in Santa Monica. What's it like over there? Santa Monica is like a dream come true to me. <laughs> I, I get to park at the beach every day. Um, I get to walk to the beach, you know, during breaks. I'm, it's like it's nice it's sunny uh the air is like clear and crisp um it's very relaxing 
Wow, you're making me jealous, man. I want to work <laughs> over there in Santa Monica. It's nice. Cool. All right, so uh, you are also a core team member at you know SwiftCoders.org, yeah, um, and uh, one of like the main session leaders at Learn Swift LA. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about like what that even means to you? Yeah, it means a lot to me. Um, I used to be, I guess, a quiet and shy person, and then I kind of started coming to this meetup. You know, all thanks to like Emmanuel telling me about it. Um, and then once I got here, I kind of like found a place where I can fit in with people. And then after a while, I just said, okay, let me start teaching a little bit. I've taught two lessons. I haven't really taught more than that, but um, I kind of, I kind of push other people to, to teach now to get out there and teach. Uh, it's just been kind of a fun little, I guess, hobby I do. Right on. Yeah, and then why do you? Why did you feel like you wanted to give back even more and sort of join what we're calling um, the core team? It's really fun, and I kind of feel like we help people kind of accomplish what they want to accomplish. I mean, I've been here since August now, so it's kind of crazy seeing everyone who's come in kind of brand new and where they are now. You know, they're almost quite a few people have completed apps and shipped them to the, to the app store. And when they had come, you know, like earlier last or later last year, they were just brand spanking new, kind of like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> right on. All right, cool. So, yeah, that's what you're up to right now. You are working full time at Event Farm. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you're having a blast, man. I was actually thinking about it last night. I was like, that's cool. Like, you know, going out with all your, you know, your coworkers and yeah. celebrating um you know maybe uh maybe i gotta do some of that with my team um yeah it's just fun to like i mean because um steven and uh our other co-worker Kevik, they had been working on the android app since i joined and they finally shipped 1.0 out yesterday and it was it's actually on the google play store like it showed up like 10 minutes after they hit release wow and it's there now um yeah so there, was, there was no two-day review process or anything it was like send it send it to them and it's out and that's 1.0, like literally the first version that's been out on the Google Play Store? Yeah, it's 1.0. It's there right now. That's awesome. So, yeah, you are, you're working full-time at Event Farm, um, and then you, you, know, you participate a lot with um, what we're doing with Swift Coders and Learn Swift. Um, you know, you made like the Swifty Bird uh, <laughs> oh, thing, yeah. which maybe we can talk about, actually. That was really interesting, which like kind of uh, is a little assistant on our Slack teams, like a little Slack bot. And you yeah, did like Yeah, I was just kind of wondering what I could do with Swift. Um, you know, I taught that tutorial lesson one time. Uh, Swift is very, like, it's really cool. You can use it for like, multiple purposes. So I figured why not make a Slack bot for fun. Uh, so Swifty Bird is a, it's a very simple Slack bot. You can find it on my GitHub page. Uh, it knows three commands. Um, hello, uh, Slap. And um, happy birthday. Uh, so <laughs> right you on. say like, hello, Swifty Bird. He'll say hello back to you. Or you can wish someone happy birthday. And he puts a nice little message that out there with a bunch of emojis. <laughs> or um, the slap feature I kind of copied from IRC, where if you slap someone there, it'll say like, oh, Rago slapped somebody with a large <laughs> trout. So I wanted to copy that. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, you made this like stack to do or something thing where people can um, go on to this website and easily um, invite themselves essentially to our Slack team, which is really cool. And I feel like you, 
I mean, it's like you, um, Steven, and E-Man were like the first people to like really offer up yourselves as like willing to give more to the community to make it more than just like me help me doing this thing. And, um, and I feel like you have done a really good job of like keeping up with that. Like Steven, um, he's like just constantly leading the sessions um, and like making event form available. Um, and then like I think E-Man kind of got a little busy there. But like I feel like you've been consistently like offering up you know, being available and things like that. And uh, yeah, so that's what um, I feel like you're, you, it really inspires me to, to feel like this can be more than just me, like kind of helping people. And so that's what it means to me. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, so yeah, that's what you're up to right now. Um, yep. But what I want to do is talk about how you got to where you are. So can you take us back to, um, I don't know, like, where are you actually from? Okay, well, I'll, I've always been in Southern California. Uh, I was born in the city of San Bernardino. Um, After that, my parents, my parents actually came, they were kind of in Northern California, I guess the Silicon Valley area. They went up there for college. Um, So then we actually moved up there up until I was six. We lived in a city called Martinez. But then since we had kind of like our like whole, like I guess Indian community and family down in Southern California, we moved back down here, and I've been here since uh, 1998. Um, I grew up in Orange County. Um, so you went to high school, and you know, you basically went to school in Orange County. In high school yeah, in from County. like second grade to twelfth grade, I was in Orange County. Okay, cool. So I grew up with all the same people. You know, I went to elementary school with. And what is your first memory of programming? Okay, my dad had this like java book um was laying around the house and i was probably like five or six but i never actually picked it up then um i kind of just wrote hello world in java and that was really cool and that was it um (laughs) up until high school Uh, so you just saw the book and you were like i'm gonna try it or was your dad like hey check this out well because i always saw my dad programming um okay your dad's a programmer yeah he's a programmer oh wow i didn't know that yeah he's he's also actually self-taught um in programming uh he went to school for electrical engineering and then somehow became a programmer wow okay So you saw this Java book and you're just like, let me let me try it or Yeah, I don't know if it's um Java, they have this little like character kind of to represent like Java. I don't remember I don't know if it's still a thing right now, but I don't know. If when I was like young I thought it was really cool. So I looked up the book, I asked him to help me, and then I never like it didn't like stick with me back then. Right. Yeah. So you said not until high school. Did you do some programming in high school? Yeah, so, oh man, I played a lot of, like, video games in high school. Uh, and so that kind of, like, put me on the path of um, kind of, like, programming. I kind of made websites, or I tried to make websites for the games I played. And then when I was a senior in high school, there was a class called, like, AP Computer Science. So I took that, and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, kind of, it kind of, like really clicked with me back then how much fun programming could be and then it kind of went i went to college for two years for, for a cs degree did you finish it or i did not finish it college i didn't college is weird for me i kind of hated it so i dropped out after two years 
So, you know, this is actually the first time we've ever really talked about this kind of stuff. I mean, every time we see each other, for the most part, it's just like we're doing a session yeah. and like we just have to, you know. Uh, so for some reason, I thought like you were like very new to programming. Um, I wonder why I, I thought that. And like, uh, yeah, I wonder why. Well, it's like I never so in college. Yeah, um, I didn't really go past like two classes in computer science. Um, so I, I, I know I had known basic stuff like loops, but I never really went further than that. Okay. My own knowledge of programming. So you were studying computer science um, in college, like community college or something? Uh, or? I went to Cal State Northridge for two years. Oh, I went to Northridge oh, for a semester. Nice. Okay. Yeah, for one semester. Yeah. Okay, so then you're on this like college track, and yeah. your major sort of your major was computer science. Yeah. Okay, and at some point you decide not to do, not to continue. Yeah. What I just was going felt on like, there? It was like a lot of personal issues, I guess. I didn't really feel like I was fitting in over there. Kind of got like depressed, I guess. And so I kind of just like I wasn't feeling it anymore. So right. then I dropped out. Um, and then of course you know my parents were like, okay, you can come back. But we're still going to push you to, like, do something. So I went to our community college for about a year. And I also worked uh, while doing that. I um, worked at a smoothie shop. So I was kind of like the cash register person. And I love smoothies. I would smoothies. make smoothies. Yeah, I-, I had so many smoothies for a year. <laughs> I haven't had one after that. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you're you're doing college, and you go to your parents, or I don't know how that how did that conversation go? You eventually just told them like, "Hey, I'm depressed. I don't want to do this anymore." How did that go? Yeah, it was like they kind of knew how I felt, and so they still yeah they they pushed me to go to community college for a year. Um, it was tough, but they were kind of understanding after a few weeks. And then I kind of just like floated around for a while. I, I, I picked up iOS courses and books every now and then. Um, like back in 2014, uh, these guys at Bitfountain, they made um, an iOS course. And I was running Objective-C back then. I released a game called Space Cannon that they taught me how to make. And then I kind of dropped it again after that. It still didn't stick with me. I don't think I was like passionate about it back then you said that your parents understood or they became they became more understanding like what why what was that about i think they could just see it in my face and how i was feeling after a while did you ever like just say something to them or like did you did you say like this is how i'm feeling or how did you make because it sounds like you know your parents are probably pretty important to you you moved back with them it sounds like yeah so how did you manage that which to me you know in my family would probably be a difficult conversation where you have to be very honest like do you, do you remember what you said to them or no, how, well, how did you we, handle that we didn't really talk much but they just noticed i wasn't really driven for anything i wasn't passionate i didn't really care what was going on so they kind of like put me on a track where okay like you can't just stay home and sit around and do nothing you're gonna work and okay. so I just worked. Okay. And then afterwards, um, so yeah, I was at that smoothie shop for a year. I had quit that. And then I went, uh, my dad got me a job in uh, Newport Beach. I worked for a small e-commerce company. And I worked there for like a year and a half. And I kind of learned a lot over there about, just, I guess, life in general, or starting a business and kind of just working. And then that kind of like, after that year and a half, 
uh, time like came up, kind of just quit and was like, I need to go back into programming right now. And were you doing Were you doing programming at this e-commerce company? No, so I was, I guess, an e-commerce consultant over there. I kind of helped the guy. Um, we sold ergonomic cushions, sort of for like older people, so they can sit comfortably. Okay. And so I learned marketing. I learned, I guess, online advertising. I did build our website, but it wasn't like very heavy programming wise. I knew a little HTML, and that got me by on our like WordPress platform that we used. So you said it was at this job where you discovered that you needed to go back into programming. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I just how realized, did that happen? Yeah, at that job, I kind of realized I was kind of hitting a dead end of where we were, we were going to grow. We weren't really growing anymore. And I wasn't learning anything new. I was coming. I was going in every day, doing like the same thing, and it was just too slow. And I kind of got bored. And, uh, so you felt like the company wasn't growing, and you weren't. You were also not growing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what? You just you just immediately said, "I'm going to go back into programming," or how did you settle back on to, or how did you come to think to do programming again? Yeah, I it was just pretty much. It was like December. 2015. Um, okay, Swift was out for a little while already. It was out for a little while. I had written a little bit. Um, I had that Ray Wenderlake iOS Apprentice book. Right. Um, so I, I had gone through that uh, up, you know, by December, and I made some apps. I was kind of excited again, and then I realized that like my job was going nowhere. So I just told my boss like I'm I'm done working here. I'm gonna I have to move on. Wow. What did he say? He or she, he was kind of upset um, because I kind of did a lot over there, but I, I I set them up, you know, like I answered their questions after I left. I I made their process easy because I um our entire kind of business was off of Amazon, and uh, we had like the Amazon Prime thing going on, so I had a whole process of getting our product labeled and ready and shipping it to them, and then checking you know our like marketing keywords. What's working? What's not? Do we have to like up our bid price on certain keywords? So I kind of taught them how I did my job, and then I was gone. And so you just kind of had to explain to him. I mean, did you explain to him why you were making this decision, or? No, I was just I was just kind of bored. I just told him I was gonna quit, and that was pretty much it. What did your dad say? I mean, he got you that oh, job, man. right? Yeah. So they were, of course, upset that I was unemployed now like they supported my decision I, I told them that at this job I'm not growing anymore it's really boring and I had been telling them that for a few months and then finally it was just time like you know like a new year is coming and I'm kind of wondering what am I going to do for the next year and then that all came together and since so I was like I'm going to quit now what did your parents say what did you say to them yeah well, that was that was very hard I'm going to tell you last year was very hard you know living with them I didn't work at all last year but then they kind of like noticed they noticed how hard I was working to become a programmer so they kind of just laid off um and I'm, I've also been working out a lot so they kind of noticed I had a pattern of waking up going to the gym at like 6 a.m coming back and sticking to a schedule so they were kind of like kind of easygoing but still every now and then they would like say you need to work harder but um yeah yeah 
Okay, they, so they you... actually thought that the meetup I was going to, because it was in Hollywood in Santa Monica, they thought I was coming out to like go party at night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Okay, so you quit this job uh, around December 2015, yeah. correct? Yeah. And you immediately knew that you wanted to focus on programming full-time or oh, yeah. how did that work out yeah i immediately knew um i looked up what i could do uh i actually tried to get into like a boot camp there's a boot camp called app academy up in san francisco and i chose these guys because um they don't have that like upfront cost of eighteen thousand dollars it's sort of like pass our test prove yourself and then um once you, we'll help you find a job and then once you're working you pay us back Mm. Yeah. Okay. Almost like student loans or something in a way. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but let, let's go back to like making the decision of like I'm quitting and I'm doing programming. So the the decision that I'm going to do programming was it just that easy, or did you think about what you were going to do, uh, or why was it like I'm just going to do programming? Um, I think it's because I've always loved Apple and sort of iPhones, and because I'd already made my own app in 2014 I was kind of just made sense to me that I should go back into programming but I hadn't decided at that point whether I was going to do like web development or iOS development I was still kind of unsure about that okay so what was it then about uh, I mean so you said you love Apple and and think what was it then that leads to programming was it something specific about programming I thought it was really cool making iPhone apps right yeah yeah (laughs) And and at the and at the time I knew programming could be a good job. It pays well. Yeah. And so I just thought, you know, I could have fun doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To yeah. me, and I think um Will I Am actually says it in I think the uh advertisement for the uh this new app, the making of the apps. What's it called? The Planet oh, of the Planet Apps. Planet of the Apps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says like iOS developers are like the rock stars of today or something, yeah. which is kind it, of... It a, kind of feels like that. Right? In yeah. a way? In I a guess way. maybe like tech in general is kind of like... I think I think most people in tech do feel like rock stars right now. It's a really yeah. fun job. Like you make stuff kind of all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So you wanted to... You liked Apple and you knew it was going to pay well and you wanted to make iPhone apps. I mean, I totally understand that. I think a lot of people think the same thing. I, mean, I definitely yeah. felt that way. Um, what is it exactly about like making iPhone apps that you that you I don't know that attracts you? I don't, it's such a like I don't know. Apple makes such nice, beautiful products that it kind of drives me to make nice products. I I, I like the ecosystem. I, I guess you can call me a fanboy. I don't like to show it, but it's just kind of it's kind of nice. Yeah, I don't know totally. how to compare it. It's just a cool platform to build apps on and. You know, when you go on the App Store, there are so many cool apps out there. It's just a, it's a really cool thing. Okay, so you decide you're going to do programming. What do you do? Right, so uh, let's go to like January. I'm trying to get into this boot camp, so I'm learning Ruby at the time. I'm learning like, I guess like algorithmic questions. Um, so I think in like February, they actually invite me up to take like a two-week course with them. And that was, at that point, I realized, like, I really love what I'm doing right now because I was surrounded by, by people who were, like, learning programming. And I was up in San Francisco. Um, I was, like, living in a hostel. It was just a really fun experience overall. Adventure. Yeah, it was, it was a nice adventure. Um, 
it was really cool and then i loved it but then the sad thing is that they didn't take me oh, oh yeah yeah what happened there do you know um i honestly think it might be because i did not have my college degree because they, they have to sell you to a mm-hmm. company you know so they can make money but right. i don't know cause I, I passed their test but they still didn't take me so i i really don't know why they didn't tell me why it's yeah. so interesting to think that like i don't know like growing up college degree is like so important go yeah. to college get your degree and like you like today i feel like it's just not necessary there's so many things you can do and you can make your own opportunities like create your own business create your own startup create your right. own website just learn programming and get a job as a programmer yeah uh, it's so interesting to think that it's not necessary yeah, it's, it's really cool i mean college I, is there for some things right if you want to become a doctor or like a nuclear scientist or something like that yeah you kind of it's kind of hard to learn on your own but do you yeah. feel this is a slightly off topic but like do you feel any sort of like i'm not sure what the word is i think shame would be a little too extreme but like um when when the topic of like did you get a college degree comes up do you feel like hesitant to tell people yeah i mean sometimes but i kind of think like if i just like fake my confidence i kind of like fake it till i make it i don't really care but sometimes i do feel like oh yeah i don't have a college degree oh well yeah, I mean, you're working at Event Form right now. I've been down there a couple of times. Yeah. It's a really cool place. The whole team seems really amazing. Yeah, it's um, really cool. And and but you didn't, you know, you didn't go to college or you didn't get a college degree. Like, it's it's really interesting. It's really really interesting. I'm also but, I'm actually not the only person working there. I think we have one or two other people working there who are also self-taught. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as engineers, you know. So in the in the long term, like looking back when you were applying to App Academy, it seems like you feel like it held you back. But you're you're here now, and you're you know you're moving forward. You're working at an awesome company. I like to think everything happens for a reason, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So after like after they denied me, oh whoa, I was um. <laughs> what was that? I have a little figurine that fell off. The wall. <laughs> Is it like a little Buddha? Uh, no, it's uh, from a game I call, play called Overwatch. Little oh, cool. character I bought, he just oh, fell nice. off. Nice. Um, yeah. So, do you feel like I don't know? Do you feel like it's still holding you back at all, or no, not really? What would you say to somebody who is they're super smart, they're um, just like graduating high school, yeah. and they're thinking about like what to do next? Um, I mean, ultimately, it's different for every person, and as you said, mm-hmm. it's like everything happens for a reason. But what would you say to to someone like that, like? I how to make that decision like there are people who do things and there are people who say things and don't do it i think it's really important to like be the person who does something like put your mind into doing something and then take action on it right and as, as long as it's like a good positive thing like you're not hurting people or hurting yeah, yourself of, like of course, it's yeah. good to do just do things yeah just do it um like honestly uh, i was i've been faking it till i make it Till, till I made it while learning programming, right? I came to the meetup. I tried to, I, I networked a lot. Um, I, I got, you know, a contract out of it. I got the experience. And then eventually that got me to Event Farm. Right. Let's talk about that then. So you get rejected yeah. from App Academy. Yeah. What do you do? So I'm like really upset. You know, like I worked really hard for this. They didn't take me. I'm kind of wondering, like, should I become a programmer now? 
I'm having um what's that word um oh yeah yeah imposter yeah I'm having imposter syndrome at that point like am I actually am I, am I meant for this wow um and then so I, I went online looked at different options and then I found Udacity um about like a week or two weeks later and I'm looking at Udacity and they have this like job guarantee program uh you pay like they have so they sell I guess nano degrees they teach you the skills you need to in order to find a job okay um it's like 200 or 300 a month depending on like do you want the job guarantee program or not uh so i i started off doing the um the uh front end web development course because i figured that you know becoming a junior front end dev might be easier for me okay but then i realized that i really don't like this um <laughs> something about like like nothing against front end engineers i know it's like different now but while I was learning, t- having to type in, like, div and, like, I don't know, like, the P for paragraph, I got really bored of doing All that. the HTML stuff? Yeah, all the HTML syntax. Yeah. And learning the CSS syntax. I was like, it's overwhelming. There's so much out there. And I just, like, I don't want to do this. So um, what do you do? So what I did was I talked to my dad. I asked him for, like, advice. And then he said, you know, you're like, you, you, you've done IELTS before. You know, you know, kind of enough. Um, why don't you just do that instead? And what so, was the question you asked him? I was like, I would ask him like, what do I do right now? I'm I'm confused. I'm lost, and I don't like what I'm doing right now. Wow, yeah. nice. And he said, you you know, you like iOS, so why don't you do that? Yeah, why don't you do that? What yeah. did you do? So I, I I stopped the front end nano degree and I switched to the iOS nano degree. Okay, and then again, why did you pick Udacity over you know anything else? Like, what what drove you to that one? Because I was so desperate to become a programmer and work as a programmer. I was kind of like looking for someone who could actually help me find a job. And because they were like relatively compared to other boot camps, they're inexpensive. Okay. Um, 200 bucks a month. If you finish within, you know, like a year or something, you get half your money back. Depending on the program you choose. Um, And they also said, if you don't find a job within six months after graduating, we'll refund your entire tuition. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty strong statement by them. Yeah. And so I went with them. Okay, so you switched to the iOS course. Yeah. What was that like? What did you do? Okay, so that was really great. I I, I really enjoyed it because I had previous experience already with stuff like auto layout, setting up buttons, setting up outlets. I kind of breezed by the first two projects. Okay. And then after that, I think we hit networking, you know, like NSURL session. Okay. Um, that, like, they kind of, like, they drove that into you. It was so repetitive that, like, I know it now. All right. Um, and then that project, that was a fun project. Can you describe a little bit more about, like, what the course was like? It sounds like you went project by project. Like, what was the learning style like for right. those that might be interested? Right. So, um, they've got five projects. The course is a little different now. They have more electives. But um, basically, if you want to graduate, you've got five projects. And the last one, uh, your capstone project, that is, um, you make your own app. Like, they have certain requirements, but you have to make it on your own, do whatever you want. Um, so the first, you know, like two projects, they were kind of simple, like learn auto layout, set up buttons, 
make things appear or whatever. How are they helping you with that? Like, do they give you documents to read or do you go through it with like a course with other people? Is there a teacher? Yeah, they have videos that that they um, set up. So they have like lectures. You watch them all. And the lectures have you prepared for the um, the next project. So then, the lect- okay, so the, yeah, you watch these videos, and those yeah. videos help you build the first pro or the the project. Yeah. Okay. Now, the first two projects were very guided. They kind of they kind of gave you most of it, and they said, okay, like it's kind of like a challenge now. Add the rest, like finish the rest of the app on your own. And then, do you have access to like a mentor or other class members? Um, yeah, so they have, if you, of course, if you pay for the course, you have access to the online forums, uh, the Slack channel, you can request one-on-one, you know, like coaching. Um, that was pretty nice. I used it a few times. They even have, they even had their own thing, um, called Udacity Connect. It's a Saturday morning meetup, sort of, where you can go out to their, to their, like, location in specific cities and meet other people taking Udacity courses. Did that's you ever a- do that? Yeah, that's actually where I met Emmanuel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Eman. So tell us about like how you met him and, and how that's important. Okay, yeah. So uh, I met Eman at the Udacity Connect course. I was kind of going to give up on the, at that place because um, they were like, the price for that is 100 bucks a month. And I felt like I was getting no value out of it. Out of the course or out of, out of the out connect of the, the connect session. Okay, okay. Um, I was the only iOS dev who showed up. Uh, so I had a free month, so I figured I might as well finish that free month. And then I think I met Eman on the second or third session. And then once we connected, we just realized that why don't we do this on our own for free? We'll just meet up halfway between you know where we live. We'll meet at like Panera Bread and we'll study on our own. Interesting, yeah. yeah, interesting. And that's when he told me about, oh yeah, like I know Garrick. Um, we had there's like a meetup out there. We should you should go to it. Wait, how did it come up? Uh, I don't remember how it came up. He just said, yeah, I talk, I, I might have been talking to him about the meetup I went to in Orange County, and then he probably talked uh, talked about like, oh yeah, there's a meetup over here. Go check nice. it out. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on from uh, Udacity, but real quick, like, what would you say is your favorite uh, favorite part about it? Like, was it worth it? Why? That kind of thing. Okay, obviously, I think it was completely worth it. I probably told, like, five people at our meetup to go take it, and they've done it, and they've released their apps. Um, my favorite part about Udacity was every project gets reviewed by somebody. So if you're writing, like, I guess, bad code, bad style... Um, they'll they'll kick it back to you and say you have to go fix this. This is the proper way to do things, and you have to go through that process of making a well written app. Uh, what was your app? Was it the Taco one? Yeah. So my my final project was um, Taco Button. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So the the requirements were that you had to make one network request, like use someone's API, and then you have to save data to Core Data, and nice. if you can do those two things. You know, you pass the the final project. What API did you use for Taco Button? I used the Yelp. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so Taco Button, describe it real quick. So Taco Button in its 1.0 state, very ugly app. I can't look at it anymore. Um, but you basically press a button in the app. It'll, it'll go to Yelp. It'll look for street tacos because street tacos are the best kind of tacos. 
um, then it'll display, you know, pins on the map. And you can click on a pin, you can view more information on the restaurant. And then I did some cool, like, deep linking stuff where you could open up, like, Google Maps or Uber or Lyft um, to That's cool. you know, get there. Nice. Yeah. Are you going to continue working on it? Are you continuing to work on I, it? I have some ideas. You know, I want to, like, I want to learn kind of MVVM. So oh, I nice. Convert my, my app to like MVVM using dependency injection, write some tests. And I want to add an AR feature. So if you open Ooh. up like, the AR view, you know, you can just point your camera somewhere and it'll say, okay, like this taco place is right there. Street Five tacos. Yeah. Find me street tacos. <laughs> yeah, nice. Street tacos. Okay, cool. And so that was your capstone project. Yeah, that was my capstone project. Did you pass? Did you get your degree? Yeah, I passed, got my degree. Okay, awesome. All right, so when was that? Like, when did you get your degree? Um, I think it was like the end of August or, uh, or, or, or middle August. August 2016? Yeah, 16. Okay. And then like, when did you meet E-Man and start coming to Learn Swift LA? I think I met E-Man probably in June. And then I don't think I came to the meetup until like either the end of July or until August. I think I was focusing on finishing the class first before going to the meetup. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so you, you graduate in August, and what what happens? Like, what's on your mind? You've graduated, now what are you thinking? Well, immediately, I'm thinking of looking for a job. How did you start? What did you do? So, since I had gone with their job guarantee program, I went through a whole process of, okay, make a cover letter um, and make a resume and choose, like, an application to target it against. And they had their, um, I guess, career advisors look over my stuff and give me advice on how I can make this better. So I had to kind of pass that sort of small class first about how to make a good targeted resume and cover letter. Oh, okay. And then after that, I basically applied to like at least three places a week because that that was required for my like job guarantee program. Okay. But I probably applied to like 150 places pretty quickly within two or three months all over the world or all over the u.s okay yeah wow and what was that experience like oh it sucked (laughs) why it was horrible um it was very hard to like i didn't get i had some uh follow-up you know some interviews but it was mostly dead silence um so again i felt like okay like i had that imposter syndrome again am i am i meant for this am i gonna do it again um but I, I just kept at it. Like, I kind of, like, again, like, I fake confidence. Like, I know I can do, um, I know I can make iOS apps. So I'm going to pretend like I can keep doing this. And then I got very lucky where, at the time, Udacity launched kind of a sister company called Udacity Blitz. Okay. And um, they, basically, they take their students and they find them contract work. Oh. So, um since like i was like i guess one of their first ios developers who had graduated with that program um i've i went in and i updated all of their demo apps to like a new design like swift 3. so that was like i had like four apps to update that took like maybe like eight weeks so they paid you to update their demo apps yeah like yeah. Uh, udacity's demo apps Udacity's, uh, yeah so the the apps you make as a student um, I went back in and I updated those with a new design. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, but okay. those apps aren't out yet, as far as I know. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened to that project. Okay. Yeah. 
So you went through this Blitz program. Yep. And what, how did you, uh, you know, tell us, you know, take us to where you are now. How did you get there? Right. So I, I kept going to the meetup. Um, I don't know if you ever met Rachel, but she showed up in Santa Monica. Uh, at first, she wanted help making her own iOS app. I think she showed up to, um, what's it called? We work in Hollywood first. Oh, Alistair was giving a talk. Okay. And I think E-Man was there. She wanted, like, tutoring. Yeah, she wanted tutoring. Exactly, yeah. So she wanted tutoring. So first, uh, E-Man and I, we would, like, tutor her every now and then. And then she kind of, like, said, like, why don't you make my app for me? So then I got, you know, like, my third contract out of that. Um, So that just kind of, it built up my portfolio. Um, Of course, you know, I got paid very little for everything I did. Um, I mean, it was like a, it's a fair amount, but I could have got paid more is what I'm saying. Right. Um, so I kind of did that. I got the portfolio. I kept applying to places. And then finally, I think in January, I talked to Steven. He's talking about my job search. Um, I had actually asked Steven back in September for a job, but like they couldn't offer one back then. Um, and then he said, why don't you come apply an interview with Event Farm? And so, you know, I did that. You know, it went great, and they told me, like, you know, you have to move up here. Once you move up here, you can start working with us. Nice. Yeah. And when did you start? Uh, March 6th. Wow. Yeah. March 6th. Okay, and you're living near near Santa Monica or yeah, something? Yeah, I'm living in Culver City. Okay, nice. Close, very close, yeah. Culver City's nice. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we talked about your favorite part of... Um, Udacity, what would you say um, is something that uh, they can improve on? Um, At least through your experience. I don't know, really. I guess I guess they could have better one-on-one coaching. I, I tried about three different coaches, and I had one really good coach, but then the other two were kind of like, they were, they were okay. Okay, so um, that might be something for people listening if they're interested in doing that course to, yeah. uh, to, to, to look out for. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then talk to us about um, coming to the meetup and uh, obviously meeting Stephen and you know how that worked. How that worked out? Like, how do you go from co- starting to come to the meetup? Like, when that was, and then in March, you know, you're working at Event Farm with Stephen, who's one of like the main session leaders. Right. How, how does that work? So yeah, I started coming in August. I think the first time I had met you, um, there was that other guy Andre, and he was hosting it. And like some like mansion out there in like Hollywood. Oh, oh, that oh! That was really cool. Yeah, Andre yeah. V- v- uh, Villanova, yeah. and it's like uh, his mentor's house. Yeah. Over by my work, and I was leading a session on uh, functional reactive MVM. You're right. That was my first meetup I went to, oh, and I cool. was like, "What is going on here? What is functional reactive programming?" I just sat there with a smile, like nodding, like, "Yeah, <laughs> I totally get this stuff." <laughs> um. What else do you remember from that session? I remember, okay, I met Warren back there. Yeah, Warren Uh, Hanson. Shout out to Warren Warren. Hanson. Yeah, Warren also took the Udacity course, and he released his app. Very cool. It's a cool app for, like, um, ordering equipment, I guess, for shooting a movie. Yeah, yeah, like lenses, camera equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I met Roy back then, and Roy still shows up every now and then to, like, Santa Monica. Yeah, he Um, comes to Farmers, too. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I met you, I met Emmanuel, well, I already knew Emmanuel, so it's really cool. I started meeting people back then with similar interests, and that kind of brought me back to keep, to keep coming back. 
Right on, yeah. right on. And then, um, so how does uh, how do you eventually meet like Stephen? And like, just tell us like, what do you think? I mean, maybe maybe it's not the meetup. Uh, I mean, obviously that's at least just one part of it, uh, or at yeah, most just one part so of it. But much. like, tell us about like your str- like struggle. What do you think was like the most important, or some of the most important things during your struggle of like you quit this job. You decide to learn to become an iOS developer, mm-hmm. and it sounds like one year later, yeah. almost slightly, maybe over a year, yeah. you're working at a really awesome startup in Santa Monica, loving what you do. I can't what do you think is like the most important part? Um, don't give up. Just keep going at it. You know, you've heard my story. Um, for anyone listening out there, it is possible. You you just can't give up, and you have to keep working at it. Like, don't get. I guess don't get stale. Keep keep writing apps. Keep learning, and um, you'll you'll get it eventually. And then of course go meet people. Try to be social. Um, and if you can't, if you're kind of living in a faraway area, try to get on Twitter or try to get into a Slack channel where you can talk with people about you know whatever your problems you're facing, or try to try to help people. That always you know, um, it it, it helps like, I guess solidify your own knowledge if you can teach someone um then you definitely know what you're talking about and that kind of gives you like a boost in confidence saying like wow like i can i can actually do this right now yeah right on okay so then if there's one thing someone could do right now to improve their you know chances of uh, making it out of their struggle what Mm -hmm. would you say it is um it's a tough question don't give up i guess Okay, yeah. what like what's one active thing that they can do? Like, one active uh, thing. Yeah. Okay, like follow- obviously, like don't give up is an yeah. active thing, but like yeah. what's one tangible, concrete thing they can do right now? Um, always be learning. Try to learn something new, or I guess the ABC is always be coding. Um, <laughs> try to always keep writing stuff. Go on your GitHub, you know, make your account, make everything public. Just keep writing stuff. Right on. Writing code, yeah. Right on. Because the the more you code, you know, like. You get you kind of get more experience, and then you can make better decisions. Like, oh, I like this. I don't like that. And it's, it's a nice feeling to have um, if you're so, self-taught. So, um, if you think back of to how you felt uh, when you were quitting your job, to how you feel now, uh, describe that uh, feeling. I'm like infinitely, I'm like infinitely many times happier than I was back then. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great feeling. That's great. And I have, I had no direction back then, and I feel like now I have direction. Okay. In, in life. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about Swift specifically, um, but before we do that, I want to uh, make a couple announcements. One second, let me pull them up. Okay, so uh, a couple announcements here. Uh, I have a few uh, new patrons, a couple new patrons, so I just wanted to shout them out. So shout out to Michael Ilsman, I believe, is how I pronounce his name. I think Robert and I mentioned him on last week's episode, uh, Michael Ilsman. Uh, he, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing the name correctly. I believe he is a Swift compiler hacker, at least that's what it says on his Twitter bio. Uh, super helpful. Anytime I have some kind of like Swift compiler type related question, um, he's always willing to help. Uh, or if I find uh, something that I think is like a bug, I'm tagging Robert and Michael. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for becoming my patron, Michael. And also, uh, James Valaitis. I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Valaitis. 
uh, James Volaitis. I think he is an iOS developer in uh, in England, um, and uh, he he has this website Infinity James, which I thought was really interesting. He seems to have a like a more diverse um, interest. Like he's not just coding, which is really cool. That's why I, li- I thought it was really interesting to see. Like first off, that name Infinity James is pretty cool, and. Um, he has some like posts on like music and stuff like that. And his Twitter bio says like humblest guy in the room, which I thought was interesting. So I'm probably going to have him on the show eventually because uh, he just seems like a really interesting uh, guy out there in the world. So shout out to James as well. Uh, next up is uh, the uh, – I just want to remind everybody. I know I've probably said it before, um, but we have the um, uh, AltConf, like meet and greet, Swift Coders meet and greet at AltConf this year at DubDub. Uh, so, you know, all the details will be on, you know, the link in the show notes. Uh, I've said it before. We have like, <clears throat> I don't know, almost 100 people or over 100 people registered. We have exactly 101. Oh, 101. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so we, I reached out to AltConf to see if we can get like a bigger room. And it sounds like we will be able to. Uh, we'll see if everybody shows up. Usually, you know, yeah, at least when in the meetup experience, you know, 50% show up. It could be different since it's like, uh, high volume, high in, you know, high intensity, high excitement event where everyone's there to do these types of things. So maybe there will be a hundred people. Um, yeah. So uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember who said they, that. Uh, so like we have a bunch of podcast guests, like past guests that have confirmed, and a couple of them said that I can um, say that they're definitely going to be there. I'm trying to remember who said. Definitely, I remember Yariv Yariv uh, Nis- uh, Nisim, sorry, said he's going to be there. Uh, Jesse Squires, um, I don't. Uh, he said he's going to be there for sure. I'm trying to remember who else, but there's uh, there's some really. I mean, I fan out on this kind of stuff. Um, so not only will I be there, uh, Raghav will be there, and Stephen Brard will be there. Um, but there's some pretty cool um, past guests, and actually, um, not even past guests um, that are going to be there. So I'm pretty excited, uh, and uh, I don't even know like how we're gonna. I, I mean, I'm kind of like nervous. Like, what are we gonna do the whole yeah, time? I'm you know, really nervous. Also, like, that's a lot of people we have to like talk to and yeah, like, guide and yeah, do right. Things. Yeah. But the cool thing is that people just kind of know how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Which is really awesome. So, um, so yeah, it's really exciting. So, anyways, the the meet and greet is gonna be really fun. Super excited for that. Um, next is uh, we have two new Learn Swift uh, meetups that have been created just in like the last week. Um, and those are uh, Learn Swift Augusta, Georgia. Uh, let me actually pull up my Twitter real quick because uh, I want to shout out the person that created it. Uh, one second. Um, I have it in my notifications here. Where is it? Um, okay, Tony. I don't know how to say his name exactly. Tony Balos. Balos, I guess. Mm-hmm. He created uh, Learn Swift at Augusta, Georgia. So that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's really um, cool. We have so many like meetup groups now all, o- all over the world, I guess. Yeah, and then the next one, uh, let me pull this one up too, is Learn Swift Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. And it was created by Brian Holfruit. Uh, yeah, so Learn Swift Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I'm looking at our um, Learn Swift LA like about page where I kind of I'm like kind of keeping track of all the meetups, and we have uh, one, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, I guess, if you include Learn Swift LA. It's pretty cool. So that is that. Um, Shout out to those uh, guys for creating those those meetups and uh, good luck. And I think also Guillermo Alvarez said that he had his first meetup there in San Diego and it went really well, right? Didn't he say that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so even um, I don't I forgot his name. Andrea. 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 In, in Milan. They had their first meetup. Yeah, Milan's yeah. in Italy. That's really cool. And they they said it they, they said it went well. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Yeah, so shout out to them as well for you know and congratulations for having your guys's first uh, meetup. Hope it went well and um, yeah, just look forward to hearing more about all that kind of stuff. What what um what I want to do is like try to figure out some way to organize it all but like i kind of have um like i'm kind of um i'm torn mm-hmm. you know like i want to organize it all but yeah. at the same time i know i like have this thing where it's like oh but swift is open source and everything's open and it's like but like things should be kind of organized i feel like there could be a lot of benefit i so, think if we organize and put like i don't know tips and tricks or like how to do things that could be helpful. Like how to start your meetup? How to start your meetup. You know, what do you even talk about? Right. Maybe like how to handle, you know, like what do you do for three hours, I guess. Because we have like three hour meetups. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I created a, a guide. It's a rough draft. Um, and eventually like I'll get that up on our website. But I also think it'd be cool to like some way make it so that when people create a Learn Swift uh, meetup in their town, like they're able to add it to our like website and right. then like. We can list all like the organizers. Uh, I don't know. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at Coco Heads and kind of see how they did, it, how they do it. But yeah. uh, okay, so that's um, that's about that. And lastly, um, I wanted to just mention that during Dub Dub this year, you're gonna be able to follow um, our adventures uh, via Instagram. We recently got the Instagram handle at Swift Coders. Uh, link to it for sure in the show notes. Um, I'm not sure how many photos I'll be posting. I might, I might post some, but for sure I'm going to be doing some Instagram stories. I really have fun with that product. Um, so follow my adventures. Um, maybe um, Steven will post, maybe Raghav. Maybe I'll give it to like <clears throat> you know anyone that's like a part of our team and hopefully we can get a lot of content up there. For those that can't make it, you'll be able to follow our adventures. Um, follow the Swift Coder journey at DubDub. It should be pretty fun. It'll be really fun. Yeah, so go ahead and follow us on Instagram. And then Raghav, uh, why don't you let them know about our Snapchat? Yeah, so I made a Snapchat account today. Uh, it's called Swift Coders. Now, I have the really cool Snapchat spectacles. So I'm going to be wearing these sunglasses all day, all around AltConf. I'll try and, you know, take as many as I can that day. So if you want to see, you know, how exciting, I guess, AltConf for WWDC are, just give those accounts a follow. Yeah. So if, if Snapchat is your, you know, more of your thing, or if you like both, follow Raga for sure on Snapchat. Um, I'm really excited to see, like, what you're going to be doing with those spectacles. Yeah. I've only worn them once, um, but I think it's it's a really cool concept. And, uh, yeah, it'll be cool to, to just see the Swift Coder journey, like, from different perspectives. So definitely follow the Snapchat as well. Um, I think that's it for announcements, mm-hmm. unless you have anything. Um, no. Okay, cool. So what I want to do now is talk about like Swift specifically. And maybe we could do that for, I, I don't know, we're already at about at the hour mark. Yeah. Maybe we can do that for, I don't know, a couple of minutes, 15 or something. Yeah, um, sure. And so what I want to talk about is like just your experience with Swift and hopefully 
uh, people can learn from that and, and be inspired from that. And so th- there's a few things we'll talk about. So first off is like, do you remember when Swift was announced? And oh, can you take yeah. us back to that? I was so excited that day. I kind of like, I, was that, it was like what, 2014 maybe? Yeah, June 2014. Yeah, uh, I was. so I've watched every single like WWDC since 2010, um, like live. Right, right, right. I thought at that moment, you know, I would get back into iOS development. And, you know, that year I did. Um, I but I was I was writing an, ob- an Objective C. All the everything wasn't out there yet, you know, for learning Swift. Right. And so I was like, all right, let me get back into making iPhone apps. Like it should be easier for me now. Um, the language looked like it'd be easier to understand. Um, that was really cool back then. I feel like maybe it goes without saying, but I'd like to hear hear your thoughts on it. Like, how has Swift changed your life? Oh, okay, yeah, big time. I mean, I don't think I'd be an iOS developer right now if I was um, still writing an Objective-C. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? I I don't know. The syntax just looked, like, scary to me. Oh, Objective-C? Yeah, Objective-C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Swift was nice and clean, and I could... It's like, it's like you're almost reading English. Right. Uh, with Swift. So that kind of... I, I liked it a lot, and it made programming sort of easier for me. Yeah, I totally agree. And so what I think is like, it's almost like a um, virtuous cycle, I believe they call it, mm-hmm. where because it attracts uh, a broader range of people, then the community is more diverse yeah. and there's more content shared in the community and the community becomes more welcoming. And so um, kind of like how you, I think you sort of mentioned, like when you first started learning Swift, there wasn't as much content out no, there, there to learn. Yeah. Right, but then just in a short period of time, I mean, it's incredible how much information there is yeah, uh, out there. There are so many good resources out there. I can't even keep up with all of them. Well, let's talk about that then. So when you uh, first started learning Swift, like what did you do? How did you go about doing that? I think, I don't, I don't really remember. I think I started off with the uh, Ray Wenderlich iOS Apprentice book when they had Me too. finished the Swift version of that book. Um, I don't know what year that was, but I remember I went through all of it in about three months. And um, what are you, like, what's your favorite resources right now? Like, how are you kind of keeping up? Uh, for me, what I noticed was oh. before I was working full time, yeah. um, I I was like really into reading everything, right? Yeah. I was reading as much as I can. And then when I started working full time, yeah, like I almost, you know, I just didn't have enough time or energy to keep up with everything. So I had to become like a little more... Um, like uh, surgical with like the things that I use to keep up to date yeah can you talk about that all right so yeah it's very hard keeping up Um, I think that's one of the best parts about the meetup is you can hear other people's experiences about what they're learning or doing and you can kind of like choose what you want to focus on at that point um, yeah, that's a good point. It's like crowdsourcing um, the digestion of information. Exactly. So like maybe I'll read five articles over here and you'll read five articles in a different place. And then when mm-hmm. we come together, we can sort of share that information unknowingly. Exactly. And then if you if you want to know more about it, I can share what I learned and then you can get the articles or whatever and keep going on from there. Uh, if you were to recommend like one resource, uh, what would that be for, for learning, for reading about Swift or... Or tutorials, right, anything. For like the past two weeks, maybe, or, or last week, um, I picked up Swift by Sandel, you know, John Sandel. He's, he's got a yeah. really cool Swift blog. Yeah. Um, he was talking about like how to handle something, like an optional 
when it's not really an optional. Oh, the require, the micro framework require? Yeah, 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 with that. Um, so that it's was like, a really cool blog post. It's optional, but you actually really do need to require. Like, yeah, you, really you actually require. need it. So you're yeah. kind of like doing some dependency injection. Um, yeah, so more, uh, Swift. But, one more blog sorry, post. go ahead. I forgot about it. Say that again? Oh, yeah, he had one more blog post. Um, it's there called was... Picking the Right Way of Failing in Swift. Oh, okay. Um, I'm still going through that. I haven't completely read it or understood it yet, but that's kind of what I'm focusing on next. Yeah, so Swift by Sundle. I will, um, let me write that down. Swift by Sundle. I will link to that for sure in the show notes. And uh, he, John, so shout out to John Sundle. He is incredible. He's on fire. I like right now I'm sending you energy, John, like because I, I like I know it's it's hard to keep going. Right. And it's like you're you're using a lot of your energy to put out a lot of amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and that actually puts on like more pressure to continue doing that. Right. And so I'm yeah. sending you energy, John. Um, but I mean, think about it. He's doing some really cool stuff. He's like the Swift scripting man, like guru right now. Right. Have you played around with Marathon at all? No, I haven't done any Swift scripting at all. It makes it so easy to just like get up and running yeah. and with a Swift script. Yeah, and like, um, so I think I've made I made two Swift um, scripts or like little programs, like you know Swift kind of scripting programs, mm-hmm. um, using John Sundle's examples. One using Marathon, and I've started to like contribute a little bit to Marathon by just being an active participant. Right. Uh, anyway, so John Sundle's awesome. Can't recommend him enough. I really like his uh, his blog post or his blog. I, can't, I have it uh, bookmarked. Um, anything else? What are your what are your favorite uh, go-tos? Anything um, else? I use a website called Feedly and I add like every single iOS newsletter in there. And so like just last week, I think I caught up on like two months of posts. I went through each one, every article that looked interesting, I opened a new tab and I saved it to my Instapaper account. Now I'm like 30 blog articles behind, I'm not going to get through all of them, um, but um, I like uh, Natasha the Robots um, newsletter, and there's a Swift weekly brief. I'm going to forget a few, but those are really good for just keeping up with information every week, and you get to pick and choose what you want to focus on. And what did you say that was called? Vaguely? Oh, Feedly. Oh, Feedly. Yeah. That's just like an RSS reader. Yeah, it's an RSS reader. Okay. Well, what would you say to somebody who feels the same way? Because uh, I feel that way, like overwhelmed. There's like too much to read. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you I mean, manage I'm that? I'm so overwhelmed right now. I don't know what to focus on next. Like, I think RX Swift sounds really cool, but I don't know why I need to use it. Um, MVVM sounds really cool. Again, I don't know why... Well, I, I kind of know more now after like three meetups on it. Um, I think just talk to people and see what they're doing and then make a decision off that. Okay, so how then how are you managing that then? So you're going to talk to people and see like what they're maybe interested in and then just see if that interests you or something and then go from there? Or Yeah, so um, we had um, just this past Tuesday, Stephen Templeman, he came in uh, for like a Swift Coders, uh, I guess, session. And he taught us MVVM and a little bit of RX Swift, and so finally I understood MVVM. Um, and I think I'm ready to like start making the event farm app. Okay. Using MVVM. Oh, and okay, cool. RX Swift sounds like a really fun topic, and I have that Ray Wonderlook book, so I'm just gonna have to go through it, and then I can teach you guys on how great RX Swift is. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. That would be really so cool. I've done a little bit of reactive programming, not with RX Swift, mm -hmm. um, but with this thing called Bond, which is now called the Reactive Kit. Right. I remember when he first taught that, I was, again, so lost. Um, <laughs> and I was so new to, um, you know, like, develop, like iOS development. Yeah. I did my best. I did my best. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, though, that you can do reactive style programming without a reactive framework. But mm -hmm. I think what the reactive frameworks do is they give you a bunch of more tools. Yeah. Um, but you can do reactive style programming where objects are responding to changes as opposed to objects going and getting changes, I mean, which it, I feel like is sort that's of the like, basic. Uh, key value observing, right? There's different ways that you can yeah. do it. I think uh, that is one of the ways. Mm -hmm. And I think most reactive frameworks are actually just wrappers around key value observing. Okay. Um, but if you take a look, I have this, this little um, little micro framework um, called uh, GGN Observable, uh, where you can do some kind of reactive style programming. Or if you uh, check out Swift Talk, yeah. they have a uh, they have a couple talks, at least one, where they talk about creating their own reactive framework, and they actually build it in a very similar way to which my that I built my uh, GGN Observable thing. Are you and talking about um, the Swift talks from um, like Objective-C.io? Objective yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will for sure link to that as well. Cool. Okay, so let's see. Um, hmm, so your favorite parts uh, are like, you know, how you're learning, how you're keeping up with Swift. Uh, let's get to maybe some advice uh, sections then. Okay. Um, like if someone is just starting um, to learn right now, like what would you say is like a good, what would you give like some advice, like, uh, you know, just starting out, like how to go about learning and, and how to think about it, things like that. Uh, so I think it's important to think of like learning programming as learning a language. You're going to get better at it if you keep practicing it. Um, right. So don't stop practicing. Uh, don't, shy away from meetups if they talk about really advanced topics um just you, you get exposure to what's out there and then kind of one day it'll hit you saying okay like i want to learn more about this i've already seen it once um yeah, what would you say uh what would you say let's see um how, how about this let's also let's i want to talk about um like what you're excited about next to do like in Swift, um, like you've done a little bit of server side stuff and I really want to do that stuff too. Um, is there anything that you're like besides iOS programming that you're thinking about doing? Um, okay, I think, I don't know yet. I either want to like pick up perfect the um, like the web framework right? or I want to pick up tvOS. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't decided which yet. Like again, there's so many different things I want to do. Um, I, have, I have to pick one and do it and I'm very... Um, confused right now i know i know i feel the same way there's so much stuff you can do with it how do you manage um manage that so for like me right now i'm um working on this one ios project because i just want to get it out the door right. uh, you know and i just need to ship something um and then i have like some little tools that i work on um man but you know there's like contributing to swift open source right um there's service i definitely really want to learn the server side stuff and I, i'm going to use your project i just checked out your blog and mm -hmm. you have a post where you talk about deploying your server side project to to, to uh digital ocean digital ocean yeah. yeah yeah so i want to read uh read up on that because yeah. that was a really cool talk you gave where you built like a website using stencil Yep. And um, up the back end, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That was so fun. I should do it. I should do it again. 
um, dust it off. I don't know someday. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's move on to the rapid fire section. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me pull that up real quick. Donde esta? There you are. Okay, and I added a new section. Um, uh, so we're gonna it'll it'll be fun. Okay. Okay. I'm the excited. first question is, what drives you? Uh, fun. Oh, yeah. okay. Can you talk a little bit about that? Hello? Hello? Okay. Yeah, can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Uh, fun, yeah. Um, I, everything's just so fun. Like, writing apps, meeting other people who write apps. It's so much fun. I don't want to stop having fun. So I just keep doing it. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. Great. Okay, what do you do when you're not programming? Um, okay, I guess I've been uh, video games or reading. Or lately, I just go watch the sunset. Um, oh, nice. Friends. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, desktop or laptop? Laptop. Standing or sitting? Both. Get from the command line or from the GUI? GUI. Which one? Tower. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever used Vim or Emacs or Nano? I've used Vim. I learned quite a bit of Vim, so I can use it pretty well to get what Ooh. I'm done. Wow. Yeah. So you got like the... Uh, what is it? Insert mode and modal mode and yep. visual mode. You got it all down? Actually, nope. I don't know all that. I can I can edit a file. I can jump to a line I want to edit. Oh! Um, and I can like save and quit or save. Nice. You know, How yeah. do you jump to a line? I think it was GG or something like that. Okay. Okay. GG. So like it depends on how many times you press the button. Yeah. You type in like um I forgot. It's like you type in like ten as how many. Or the line you want to jump to. Okay. I, I have to look it up. I, it's not okay. memorized, but I've done it once before. Yeah, dude. It's uh, crazy all the things yeah. you can do with those. Yeah, Vim is... I actually tried to, like, take an HTML course, do it on Vim, and then I realized this is really dumb. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right on. Okay. Uh, tests? No tests. Tests? Um, we uh, we don't write any tests, but I want that's to what write Steven, tests. That's what Steven yeah. said when yeah. I had him on. Yeah. Uh, have you started um, like playing around with it at all, giving it a shot? So we have a new QA guy. Um, he joined about a month ago, and we're we're, we're slowly teaching him, um, I guess, programming. So he just like this past sprint, he just wrote his first two UI tests. Okay, so that's really exciting. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right, your Twitter bio says mobile engineer at Event Farm, organizer at Learn Swift LA and uh, Swift Coders. Mm-hmm. So we didn't mention that a mobile engineer at Event Farm as opposed to iOS developer, iOS engineer. Right. What's going on with that? So um, when we're not as busy, I guess, writing new features, <clears throat> I'm going to take on small stories, you know, for our sprints and hopefully write some Android features. Okay, yeah. cool. Using Kotlin, hopefully. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of just want to stay in my little, like, safe, gall, uh, like, walled garden of, of you know, Swift I mean, and stuff like that. So do I. But, like, I like the, like, learning something new is really fun. Yeah. 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 It makes yeah. you, it makes you more, like, I don't know, just prepared for anything and, like, it, more adaptable and it's more. Kind of, it's kind of cool knowing, like, what the other set of mobile engineers do. Yeah. What kind yeah. of problems they face. Um, Brandon Williams and Lisa Liu, I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, to, they, um, from Kickstarter, they had a talk at UIConf where, yeah. um, it was called, did you see it? No, no, I haven't seen uh, it. Okay. It was, no. it's available on Realm, um, okay. R- Realm's video website, uh, which is called News, by the way. Um, and, 
uh, it's called like anything you can do, I can do better. And it talks about like Swift and Kotlin and they, so they both do um, Android and iOS Mm -hmm. um, at Kickstarter. And it's really cool. Um, So yeah, I don't know. And like, I'll have to watch that now. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Uh, maybe one day I'll do. I've reviewed some Android uh, PRs that were in Java, and uh, that's a know. good idea. We should be reviewing each other's PRs. That yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A you could do like you could pair on PRs. So like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, your Twitter profile picture. I see you got the spectacles on. You're at the beach. Yep. So yep. is that like you? Is that you? Like every day, you just go down to the beach and just cruise around. <laughs> that particular day was um, end of sprint. Uh, we had Ooh. done our planning meetings, our retro and everything. And so as like a celebration for the end of sprint, um, Gavik, Steven and I, we kind of just go to the beach, we dip our toes in the water, hang out there for a while. Nice. Um, so that, was a, that was a good day. That's cool. Yeah. Do people look at you funny because you have the spectacles on? Um, I don't think people know what they are. Like, they, they, <laughs> do, they do have that yellow uh, circle yeah. around them, yeah. but I don't really get very many looks. Um, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if you can still go to Venice or wherever and buy them. That's exactly where I got mine. Okay, they um, have that little, like, bot? Yeah, they have the little bot. So I just went up there, you know, put my card in, and it dispensed some glasses out for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Can you get different colors? Yeah, they've got blue ones and red ones. Okay, okay. Yeah. Man, maybe I'm going to get some of those. Those are pretty cool. They're really fun, but I've noticed, like, a lot of my friends have switched to Instagram stories, yeah. which kind of sucks. Yeah, um, but maybe there's a competing product coming out soon. Oh, you think Facebook's gonna release some? That would be cool if they did. Like, why not? It know? seems like they would. I mean, they're copying yeah. like everything or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, okay. they're competing heavily on that in that space. Totally. Okay, your um, Twitter um, profile—not the profile, but the banner—it's mm-hmm. um, like a bunch of Swift kind of. Oh I yeah, guess. that's um, um. So last year at WWDC, they had that like WWDC wall. Right, right. So I went to the website. Like somebody, um, this guy took a picture of the wall, and he took out all the text, um, and he recreated it as a website. So you can get that same thing at www.dcwall.com. www.dcwall.com. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. And this pin is this a pin tweet? No, it's just your most recent tweet. Don't be shy about asking for help. It doesn't mean you're weak. It only means you're wise. Right. So I I use the um, Calm app to meditate. Oh, cool! And so I had free time before the this interview, so I said might as well meditate for like ten minutes, and that was a nice little quote they gave me afterwards. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. So um, yeah, I think that's it. I really enjoyed speaking with yeah, you. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, is there anything else you want to share? You think for for the listeners or anything like that? Um. I don't want to be repetitive, but like, yeah, just don't give up. Keep doing it and have fun with what you're doing. If you're not having fun, then try to make it fun. Um, making apps is a really fun job. I, I enjoy it a lot. So go, go what for would you, it. What would you say to somebody uh, who's out there who's thinking about uh, going to a meetup or maybe starting their own meetup? All right. Um, try. So going to the meetup, I realized that I should say hi to everyone who went there. Um, I think that really helps, just having a conversation, be friendly with people, and it really makes the meetup much more rewarding for you. Okay, okay interesting. Yeah. So making sure you say hi to everybody and talk yeah, to everybody. As, especially as a host, I think. Right. Um, if, if a new person comes in, um, I always try to say hi to them. You know, I'm not perfect, but I always try to say, hey, what's up? How's it going? 
Okay. And I, I think that brings them back. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Raghav, uh, where can people contact you online? Uh, my Twitter account is the best oh. page. All right, cool. And I know you don't want to sound repetitive, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. One piece of advice for people learning Swift. Go. All right, always be coding. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, Raghav, thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming on the show today, uh, sharing your story with us. Uh, what, you first programming uh, in uh, like Java, you said hello world with uh, yeah. some Java book you yeah. know, that maybe your dad had. And then you didn't really do much else with no. that. And then in high school, sounds like you studied a little bit of programming. You yeah. went all the way up to an AP computer science course. Yeah. And you went to Northridge and studied computer science there for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, that's like you're doing um, lots of different types of courses. As you said, you only did a few courses during that time right. in computer science. And you just weren't feeling it. You were not really happy. You were actually kind of depressed in some ways. And I was, you, I was still figuring ahead. out who I was back then. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. what life could offer me. So I didn't right. know. Yeah. I feel like we do that a lot, right? We just yeah. jump into something without actually thinking about why or who we even are and if it makes sense with who we are. I definitely did that with exactly. law school. Yeah. So you quit and you, um, you know, went back, to, uh, went back home and spoke with your parents about like this decision that you've made. And um, you, you went and started working at this e-commerce company and kind of put programming off to the side. Mm-hmm. And that same feeling kind of came back. And yeah. you were just like, hmm, this isn't really what I want. What am I doing? But somehow you decided that uh, you were going to quit and you were going to give another shot, give programming another shot. Mm-hmm. And you uh, uh, applied to that App Academy uh, place and you were yep. really excited. You had that venture in uh, San Francisco, but you, you know, they rejected you, which yeah. was really, really like a big bummer. Yep. And uh, you were almost, I think, maybe going to give up. You were questioning like whether or not it was for you. Yeah. Um, but you uh, decided to give it another shot. Uh, and you uh, joined that Udacity program where you started doing HTML and you were like, eh, this isn't for me. So you switched to iOS because uh, your pops, I think your pops told you, uh, you, you enjoyed that. He was basically saying, like, think about what you're good at and just stick to that. Yeah. yeah. So you did the uh, iOS course and uh, you went through that whole course and you met E-Man and you uh, graduated. You got your degree. You shipped a taco button mm-hmm. and you decided eventually you came to Learn Swift LA uh, to my session where we taught um, some functional reactive stuff. Yep. Uh, and you kept going to the meetup. You uh, eventually led some sessions. You met Steven. Uh, you kept applying. You said you applied to like hundreds of places. Yeah, like a hundred and um, probably at the end, like 190 places. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Um, man, so you probably have like a lot of uh, advice for like interviewing and um, in like uh, job application kind of stuff. I didn't really have, I, I had like three or four interviews out of all of those. So that was like the worst part of it, all of it. That you only got three interviews? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Why did you say that is? I mean, did you not target the applications or? I, I think I didn't pass that like five second resume screening, right? Like oh. the no college degree sticks out. Right. Um, so like right. when I networked, I met people and then eventually started leading sessions so that I could like, I can like gain my confidence and they can gain confidence in me. Right. I think that helped a lot to prove who, who I was and I can do this. Yeah, that's what I tell people who come to the meetup who are trying to get a job as an iOS developer to 
to join the meetup, not just as a member, but as like a contributor, exactly. because you can put that on your resume. I am the blank at Learn Swift LA. I am the blank at Swift Coders. You know, I lead sessions or I run the blog or whatever it is. I actually like bringing up a blog. I think um, everyone who starts learning programming or, or learning anything, start a blog and just talk about like every week what you learned that week. Um, they don't have to be like ultra long blog posts or professionally edited or whatever. Just it's a, it's a nice place to like go out there and write. And maybe one day, when you know, like you're looking for a job, um, somebody who's gonna hire you, they might look at your blog and see, okay, this guy's really passionate about what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, sharing is a good way to mm-hmm. you know get yourself out there, get feedback, and uh, and yeah, and then you go into a job interview and you'd be like. I run this blog or, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, everybody I talk to, they say you definitely have to like show your passion in some way. Exactly. Um, okay, so you went through 190. Uh, you submitted 190 applications. Yeah. Man, so you really have uh, been through like, uh, you know struggle in some way where it must have been really frustrating and uh, you know almost like losing hope mm-hmm. um, because you know you weren't getting accepted even for interviews yeah. uh, and but you stuck with it right you didn't give up i didn't give up um you you kept coming to the meetup um and eventually you, you met steven and uh you built this relationship it sounds like yeah uh you built a relationship with uh the people around you steven in particular and when they were able to hire somebody uh you came to mind right because you were you were there right right you were on their mind already exactly they knew you yeah I mean, you had been going to Event Farm at least once, if not twice a month anyways. Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. You know, because uh, shout out to Event Farm, of course, like mm-hmm. hosting our meetup at least once, if not twice a month uh, for a while there. And yeah, and so you eventually get a job. You move from, I guess, Orange County up to L.A. to Culver City. And uh, yeah, you start working at Event Farm in March of this year. Yeah. And congratulations. And now you just have long walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story yeah, with us. No and I'm just so happy to hear about it, and I'm so happy um, that that the meetup was able to um, help in the slightest way, if at all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah so it was really great. Even um, okay, we didn't talk about this, but you know, I have my the the Saturday morning peer lab. Oh right, and that is actually really really great. Um, I, I went in thinking I could sit down and get some work done, but I think that's kind of like, I don't like that idea of everyone just staying quiet and working. Um, I want people to come in, I want people to talk, share new ideas, and then we have, um, because we're hosting it at a, the event farm office, we have like a TV we can like cast to or a projector, and we can kind of do like impromptu like lessons or workshops right there. Yeah. Yeah. Super really cool. Great. We started doing a peer lab um, on uh, the east side, yeah. and uh, we had our first one last week, and we're having our second one this coming week. Yeah, how um, how did uh, how did this go? How'd that go? It went well. Um, there was there was less people, and I'm not sure if that's like it, like beginners. It like scares beginners off or mm-hmm. something. Like, oh, I'm not a peer yet, or I don't have a project to work on. Yeah. Um, so there was less people, but everybody that was there um, seemed to really enjoy themselves. Um, yeah, they nice were feeling. asking, yeah. yeah, they were asking questions, and I kind of felt bad because, like, I really did want to work on my own personal projects. Exactly. But at the same time, like, people maybe they look to me as like someone who can help them, and mm-hmm. so you know, I wanted to be able to help them, but I also wanted to like work on my project. So that's like a fine line I kind of need to figure out how to to balance. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show today and mm-hmm. sharing that, uh, you know, sharing your story with us. No and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon at Dub Dub. Um, you know, we're hosting that meet and greet. That's going to be really cool. And um, I'll see you at uh, some of the different other events, I'm sure. Maybe yep. AltConf. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look forward to just talking with you again and, and building uh, building this Swift Coder community together. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun building the community. It, it's really rewarding to me. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, Raghav, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Swift Coders podcast. Feel free to share the show with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or recommend us on Overcast. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, contact me on Twitter. Until next time, go swiftly, my friends.